0: And now for something completely different. Hi,
1: welcome to the future. Remember,
0: no guts, no galaxy. All right, hey everyone, welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast, one fifty-seven. We are your hosts, Phil and Darren. Today is March tenth, two thousand seventeen. I'd like first say, what took you so long, Mama Bear? How big of a cup of coffee do you have over there? Well, size
2: doesn't matter. That's what I'm told. But yeah, it's a pretty big uh, bowl of coffee. I'm ready to go. It's my second of the day. Um, Obviously, we've been having a lot of discussions and I need the coffee to keep going. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's another podcast. It's been a couple weeks. Um, Obviously, we skipped some, had other things going on and we're waiting for, you know,
0: pretty relevant topics which i think we have today i think we i think we have a topic or two that is on everybody's mind i mean you know just tossing that out there I'd like to give a quick shout out to everyone in chat hopefully you guys are having a great day again if you guys want to help spread the word of the podcast the gospel that is the mech conversation retweets are appreciated dropping that link in the chat and of course welcome to everyone out there we have a new guest on the podcast you guys have never met him or have you oh my uh, well 1st
2: first- well, first, let's,
0: yeah, let, let's, before we get into before that specific we, person. Are we not going to, we... we're not going to hint that? No, we're not going to.
2: No, we will. But um, the, I just want to say that, first of all, thank you for everybody being here. Obviously, there's a lot of people here, a lot of turnout. Um, it's a topic of passion for a lot of people. And what we're talking about today is the skill tree, PTS, balance, etc. stuff that uh, has been on people's minds over the last Few weeks or more, um, lots of feedback coming in all over the place, uh, Twitter, the forums, Reddit, obviously. Uh, so what we're hoping to do here today is to shed a little light on some stuff that may be not understood. Um, obviously, hear your guys' points of view, and and we'll get into that. We've been listening, we've been discussing, um, but uh, you know, hopefully, I don't want to see say alleviate some of the the, the pain, but. Bring to light a perspective that you may not be aware of. Shine some light, but also address the concerns. We're going to address the concerns directly and have a discussion with you guys. And you guys in chat are totally welcome to be a part of the discussion. Um, We'll be doing our best to uh, basically monitor what you guys are saying and and, uh, address you directly, including, yes, our first main guest, which, Phil, if you want to go ahead and say
0: who our guest is. So come on down. Chris Lowry. How you doing, Chris?
1: Doing good, guys. Thanks for having me. So, uh, welcome to
0: the podcast, Chris. I've known you for a long time, but maybe someone out there doesn't know you. Uh, what are, are you? you Who you are do? you? What do you do? What and are, you? are do we blame you for everything? Is that is that how this works? <laughs> yeah. Are we starting hashtag blame, Chris?
1: No, I'm sure after this podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome, man.
1: Yep. So, uh, um. I got brought on uh, to PGI back in around uh, September, October, and since then I've been uh, helping them out as a game designer, working on balance for the game. Um, so probably from like November on out uh, is uh, when you guys have probably seen uh, you know my work as far as a uh, direct hand and things. And uh, most recently I've been uh, working on uh, the PTS uh, with the uh, skill tree and whatnot.
2: Awesome. Well, it's good to have you here, and you will be able to address most of the concerns and the issues that we're going to be going over directly. But I do want to let everybody know and remember that uh, Chris is not a decision maker. He has a department lead, and nor are Phil and I decision makers. But speaking of decision makers, we also have another guest uh, in the house today, and that is Russ Bullock. Russ is here. He's going to be kind of chilling in the background, listening to the conversation. He wants to address a couple things specifically, but uh, Chris is here more to uh go topic by topic but anyway welcome russ and happy friday to you
3: thank you i like how you backed away from the uh true responsibility there at that last second (laughs) but (laughs) yuki i have nothing to do with anything talk to russ yes that's right um that's true ultimately decisions um have to be approved by myself and uh paul but myself ultimately myself so you can blame me in the end um Yes, I just would like to say I'm glad we're able to introduce Chris, and um, it's been really great working with him. Uh, he's a true professional. He knows how to. Uh, he's very smart. And understands the game very well. Um, understands um, the inner mechanics and of uh, the game, and has a has a mind for you know finding balance and finding trade offs, and I think has an unbiased approach to things. So. I think people should keep that in mind, and in the end, um, all of us here at Piranha don't have a vested interest in, say, supporting a faction or another, like meaning, I don't mean a MechWarrior faction, but like, you know, whether it's people like the Boat or MinMax, or all we really care about is trying to achieve a balance, and Chris has that unbiased approach when he does his work, and he's been doing a great job, and it's a hard job, as he's found out, very hard job. (laughs) You don't yeah, say yeah.
2: thanks, <laughs> no doubt and also he is part of a team um he's not tackling uh balance on his own or anything like that um but let's uh let's go ahead and dive right in because i have a feeling there's not going to be a lack of things to talk about today and you know how i am about punctuality as we started what? 20 minutes late you? <laughs> no um but anyway let's get into it so we're going to obviously talk about skill tree uh pts and, and how that's all been working out and balance etc um So let's start off with balance, which is, and Chris, do you want to kind of address where balance is currently, some of the issues and what are the goals with what we're doing? Obviously, skill tree and balance are not the same thing, although they're intertwined and there's crossover or whatever, but give us an idea of what, where you think we're at currently with balance and where we're going and what are some of the the goals behind what we're doing?
0: Well, big question. (laughs) (laughs) Answer everything right now.
1: I guess to start this answer, let's back up to when I basically first started with these guys, and one of the first things that I pretty much did was try to get you know a nice big metrics pull of you know where everything was up until you know the point that I came on, and really look at some of the stuff that is currently um, you know not as apparent to you know players just by playing the game. And this uh, was pretty much just uh, like a deep metrics dive and as well as like my own experience uh, playing the game um, and just uh, looking at uh, things like average c earnings, average damage, you know, win-loss rates uh, for different chassis, popularity, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we basically came up with... Uh, you know a game plan as far as like how we we're going to be addressing some of the stuff down the road but uh, i think like one of the big things that uh, you know we basically discovered was uh, what we ultimately outlined uh out as far as uh, what we want to try to bring to the game moving forward with balance so the first point uh is that uh what i'm really trying to push forward is uh, Uh, Improving uh, currently underutilized equipment and options. So, you know, when I first came on, I know machine guns was a big issue, so, you know, we tried to fix it. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, not everything is as simple as just a few XML changes, uh, but, uh, you know, we're going to try to uh, get around to looking at uh, the ways to, you know, improve uh, the stuff that we currently have in the game as is, especially with the new tech coming down.
2: Speaking um, of, yeah, new tech was a, is definitely something that's going to affect balance and so forth. Um, can you tell us, can you speak a little bit on quirks, new tech coming down the road, and things like uh, engine desync mobility changes and so forth? Yeah. And how that affects balance?
1: Uh, in relationship to the PTS or just right now?
2: uh both like you know again kind of in the uh the broader perspective of where we are and where we're going with it um you know because obviously we know where quirks have been Uh are quirks disappearing what's the you know where is that going new technology how does that come into play um obviously engine desync's pretty big with mobility changes so
1: quirks aren't going away they're going to stay where they are um We're going to be bringing down offensive quirks a little bit. And, you know, I've seen the feedback, uh, you know, in regards to that decision. But uh, ultimately, uh, I feel it's important that uh, we kind of uh, stick with that, uh, mostly because uh, um, we need to get to balancing some baseline systems that kind of aggravates uh, some stuff at the top, uh, um, as well as uh, the fact that, you know, we've got new stuff coming pretty soon. So we really need to make a push to uh, kind of uh, get some. Baseline balance to the stuff that's already in the game because we don't want to, to introduce new stuff that is going to massively disrupt things when uh, a lot of uh, these mechs that are have been around in the game for so long have these uh, massive amounts of uh, quirks that uh, don't just uh, you know correspond to uh, the current equipment in the game right now as it is, but also you know might have implications in the future with new tech coming down the road.
0: I think it needs to also be said is uh, people need to understand how quirks and what their implementation on the pts like a lot of people didn't realize that uh basically how the engine desync work is that uh you guys set a base uh stat for all weight classes but then the quirk that was applied to the max agility like for instance excel dxl turn rate was also then applied on top of that base stat so for instance there was a Keep in mind, some people may have recognized uh, when PTS2 went up, there were some issues with DXL. That was a bug. It was fixed. You guys addressed it on last Friday's patch. And if you had had it tested after that, it fixed the issue with the lights and mediums. Even the heavies and assaults, but you didn't really notice it as much. Um, so, for instance, if a mech had, for instance, uh, a Locust 80% XL, that was on top of the base number. That actually didn't go away. Um, it was just rolled into the base stat. So instead of it displaying 80% on a Quirk... It's just rolled into the base test so if you would have looked at excel dxl you could see that in kilometers per hour a second uh you may have a difference between one variant and another and i think that just needs to be distinguished some people miss that um aspect of the pts as well so if you had a mech that had those quirks agility wise those were rolled into uh, those aspects
1: yeah. So just to kind of uh, backtrack as far as, you know, talking about baseline systems and the engine desync and whatnot, uh, you know, this kind of uh, came about uh, because, you know, we are taking a good hard look at uh, the IS and clan balance at the baseline and, uh, you know, both the mobility attributes of uh, the clans, uh, you know, through just the max engines uh, that they were able to carry as well as uh, um, what hasn't been mentioned, uh, the critical hit systems are just, uh kind of two of uh, the um, base systems that we've kind of identified as, uh, you know, it might not be that big of a deal, but it does, it's kind of just like, you know, the death by a thousand paper cuts that kind of adds to the natural imbalance that you kind of see with the clans and why IS quirks have kind of been where they have been for a long time. And that's, so while we are indeed trying to kind of bring down IS quirks, uh, to help get a better baseline against uh, them we're also working uh, on addressing some of these baseline systems to you know get uh, better balance and uh, you know things like the critical changes and the engine desync changes will affect the clans more than
0: the is in that regard and someone someone just brought up a question um yeah you're gonna duck fright yeah it's in regards to why did some mechs get their quirks nerfed and pts making them worse while quirkless mechs such as the Night Gear and Kodiak gain free quirks. So when he says gain free quirks, what he's talking about is the skill tree. Uh, well, you're incorrect, the Kodiak and the Night Gear actually did get affected by the mobility changes. And specifically, I, I think a good example is uh, the Kodiak, Atlas, and Direwolf comparison. Um, the Kodiak basically got a big nerf to its agility uh, across the board, uh, all Kodiaks did. Um, and so if you were to compare the agility of a Direwolf and a Kodiak and even their hard points and everything else, the Kodiak was on top, um, has better hard point placement than the Direwolf. It also has more tonnage available than the Direwolf because of Indo and Pharaoh, and it being an Omni-mech and the Kodiak not. So right off the bat that the Kodiak has better hard points, better, uh, more available tonnage. Oh, and then it's also faster. So the engine desync actually brought the Kodiak down um, to the Atlas's level. And so that also allows, uh, in some regards, I guess the Direwolf got a slight buff to its agility. Is that correct, Chris?
1: Um, it's got about the same natural stats uh, for the Direwolf, but it got a buff in the way that uh, you can now have a bit more freedom through the skill tree, because uh, um, the skill tree isn't a one-to-one translation for what uh, we currently have on live right now. And I think that it's currently set to about 25% uh, on um, the agility and. In- deceleration and uh, you know various attributes whereas uh, in the current system it's uh, capped out 15 percent. so uh, while the baseline attributes of the direwolf uh, remain kind of unchanged with engine desync uh, it's gotten a kind of an indirect buff in that you can now skill into the mobility attributes to make it a bit more flexible
0: and i think can we also say what does this do in the in the grand scheme of things as far as engine desync because i feel like a lot of people miss the fact of there's a lot of mechs that got buffed because of this. Uh, right. It brought down a few mechs that were under, you know, over per se, of course, but you know, is that sort of one of the, the unintended side of, uh, side effects as well as the Vindi and all those mechs also got a pretty sizable buff, right? Because their engine size is smaller, right? The actual physical size.
1: Well, yeah, to kind of uh take a step back and to get to the original question, as far as, you know, what, that did to the dire wolves and to, you know, night gears. Well, while it's true that, you know, IS mechs, uh, quirks uh, got down, it might seem like uh, there's essentially, um, you know, a natural buff uh, because now those, uh, mechs, like the night gear and Kodiak have access to more stuff through the skill tree. The, thing is, is that uh, there's also the engine desync that uh, heavily affects both of those mechs. In addition to the critical hit changes uh, for the clan. so now those components are, are getting blown out a little bit easier on the clan mechs as well. So while yes, you know the is did go down, and you know you're able to buff uh, these mechs, there are other changes in the works uh, at a more uh, baseline, you know, system uh, that do negatively impact those high-performing mechs. But on the flip side of that, there are a ton of mechs, uh, uh, mostly on the is side, that either have you know low engine cap or you know want to take standard engines. And under the previous meta, um, they really couldn't because it was kind of this go big or go home mentality because of how uh, the mobility stacked on top of uh, the natural abilities of. Uh, you know, the mechs and quirks on top of that just either scaled or didn't scale. Um, and uh, you're left with uh, these mechs, so where in order to even compete, you needed to take these big engines. And in a game where we're basically still allowing you to essentially customize the engines, we really need to have a better kind of baseline de- dynamic with that uh, aspect of the customization system because uh, we need to have it. Uh, be at least an option that, you know, a mech might want to strip down on an engine to take either more weapons or more armor, whatever, um, and still have it compete against other things. So mechs like the Awesome, mechs like the Supernova, and those mechs that have those low engine caps stand to gain, you know, much more from the engine desync than the mechs that were on the top, uh, like the Kodiak or the Night Gear, that, you know, are getting brought down a little bit
0: more. Gotcha. All
2: right, do we have anything you know, that we can further
0: discuss on, on the whole quirks thing. I mean, technology. Other, I, I think other than, um, quirks aren't going away. Uh, it's still going to be looked at. Uh, I'm assuming Chris, that, uh, you guys are just going to monitor, right? I mean, as far as like if a mech still needs a performance boost, it may get a boost in its base stat, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is an ongoing change. You know, we're going to be monitoring stuff that's uh, going on with uh, the skill tree, the quirk system and uh, you know, just to all these baseline changes that we're doing as well.
2: Solid. Uh, Russ, is there anything that you can say as far as uh, the tech that's going to be released when we might be getting an announcement on that details? I think or it's... I think
0: the 14th, isn't it? I think that's when the official... I just wanted to confirm.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. Tuesday the 14th, we're going to have a, okay. an announcement for... You know, I just want to make it clear to people that is the day that we are going to announce a major update for Mechron 9 that'll come a little later in the summer. Um, It'll also be, you know, include information on this whole new technology timeline stuff and as well as the new mech pack that goes along with that. All that, you know, is set for, like, a summer release, but this is a – you get all the information and everything, and then, you know, Mac Pack and all that stuff
2: comes on Tuesday. Excellent. All right, then let's move into uh, the big topic, the skill tree. Um, Chris, can you give us kind of an idea of the overall goals with the skill tree? With with in mind – I should preface, obviously – You know, not because we are throwing anybody under the bus or not throwing anybody under the bus. But um, again, just to reiterate, uh, you know, this is not your design. You've just been a part of the team working on it. But now give us your your explanations.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of moving parts uh, to kind of the current uh, um, skill tree and why we're pretty much uh, looking forward to um, introducing it to everyone Um, The main thing uh, that uh, we're trying to do is uh, kind of uh, take the old pilot lab that everyone knows we've had since open beta and kind of have a bit more ownership in how you basically customize uh, the amount of skills that you put in that will help supplement uh, the role of your mech in the battlefield. So at kind of a top-down level, we're looking at uh, having the skill tree essentially... um, be a vehicle to basically uh, pick uh, what general roles you want to occupy in the match, whether you want to focus more on offensive, defensive, uh, or, um, you know, mobility or
2: th- some of the other supplementary aspects. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. And we are going to, we are, this was just an overall, like, you know, abroad, what are we, what's the yeah, point broad. of it? Um, we are going to address, uh, you know, individual issues that uh, the community has had. We did have a kind of a pre-podcast discussion with some people that have been pretty vocal about um, you know what they think that the uh, the tree should be or, or or how to implement it or whatever. And I thought it was a really good discussion. Um, well, maybe not everybody left that meeting sold or whatever on on the idea. I think it, it opened a lot of eyes as far as the the reasoning in the process um, behind the scenes and 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 goal designs or design goals, etc. Um, so I, hopefully we can kind of get a similar thing going on here, at least a discussion. So, guys, as we tackle these individual um, you know, bullet points regarding the skill tree, your your concerns in the community, uh, feel free to address some of these in chat, and uh Zoof will be uh, picking them up for us and, and we'll try and, you know, if we're not already answering it or what, are about to answer it or whatever, we'll get to your some some of your specific questions. So the first one, um, and this is a common thing, is basically we have our current tree, and there's some you know, people out there that have put forward their design ideas for a different type of tree, more of a linear kind of uh, tree. What are your thoughts on that, Chris? Why are we not doing a linear tree, as I should say? Well, we started the
1: entire PTS process with a bit more of a linear tree with all the weapons get basically broken up, um, a lot uh, more kind of uh, linear choices uh, with uh, many of uh, the other kind of uh, um, branches that you can go down and everything. And one of the big things uh, that, uh, you know, kind of went against what we were trying to do is that, uh, you know, people are basically picking only a few things from every tree, like the one thing that they basically want to add to their mech, and just running with uh, kind of everything. And even within uh, some of these linear trees that, uh, you know, I've been uh, monitoring on Reddit and various Including,
2: things. because people are bringing it up, sorry to interrupt, including, yes, Salamas. We looked very closely, and he's one of the people we discussed all this with. So we are addressing specifically Salamas. We're aware of what he put forward. And, uh, yeah, continue, sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, so, like, th- the big thing uh, that uh, we want is to basically... For investments uh, to actually um, be towards gen- more general roles, and not necessarily cherry picking exactly what you want from every single thing, and just you know really trying to find a place in how the mech is going to operate within uh, the match. So, like taking the weapon tree for example, right now, in order to say you know cherry pick uh, um, a heat gen or a cooldown node. Currently, you have, I think, like about 28-point investment in order to do it. And the reason that uh, we've uh, kind of done this is that that we really want to to make sure that, uh, especially for those high-value nodes, that it is a significant investment in order to kind of uh, acquire those nodes. But then after you pretty much make that significant investment to get those things, it's a little bit easier to uh, kind of branch into other things and get things that kind of occupy the general space that those trees basically represent. So whereas, uh, you know, getting a heat gen or um, a cooldown maxed out in the current tree would take you, uh, you know, 28 nodes, um, just uh, for an individual one, to get both of them is only about uh, 35 uh, nodes or something like that. So the cost of actually specializing, you know, from all those skills in the trees comes down from that, and it's one of the main differences that, uh, or one of the main reasons uh, why we don't go with a linear tree, because uh, with a linear tree, uh, you can basically pick what you want. But then in order to get something within the similar field, it essentially doubles or triples the cost. And so what we were finding players doing in the original PTS was that they would only go for that one thing that they really wanted. And then they would just take those points and dump them into other trees. Which is, we want to create a bit more of a give and take within the system that we're putting forward.
0: Okay, so speaking of which, um, give and take, uh, let's go ahead and roll into... Uh, Hold on a sec. What? What? Did I miss um, something?
2: Well, I just want to address questions as we're going through these, uh, you know, bullet points, instead of skipping through and just going on to the next uh, bullet point. But um,
0: one next of the question?
2: questions was, yeah, uh, Salamis tree separating firepower skills away from skill nodes would really help mix builds. Either that, or we leave, uh, or either that or leave us with the existing quirks. Thought, Your comment on that? I
0: thought having that split was actually more detrimental to diverse builds, wasn't it? Not because with the first PTS that we had it actually promoted more of uh, Bodine, if anything, because you had to dump it into one tree other than getting the benefits now of a cooldown affects all weapons. Is that not sort of the idea?
1: Well, I mean, we want people to be thinking about, uh, you know, the general roles that they bring to the battlefield, and that includes, uh, you know, roles where they just might not consider going down the um, offensive tree at all. Like, we're trying to balance all the trees uh, to kind of uh, have... uh, You know, a balance between those mechs that, uh, you know, have no skills whatsoever, because obviously as, you know, we introduce more mechs or people pick up a new chassis, we want them to be able to drop into the match and still, you know, be competitive against uh, those that have been skilled up. But also uh, we want, uh, you know, the costs to matter. And if we break off uh, the weapons tree into its own separate tree, well, then it really just becomes more of a focus uh, of, uh, you know... Weapons are pretty much going to be equal across uh, the board for the most part, and then it really just becomes, uh, you know, a focus on these kind of supplementary skills, and that's not what we really want. We want, if you want to essentially commit into weapons, we want that to take away from other aspects of the mech. If you invest heavily into survival, it you know comes with a cost and so we really want players to basically be thinking about the roles that uh, they are occupying within the battlefield and uh, being able to kind of uh, cater their you know dives into the skill tree to go towards those general roles because most of the customization and the maxing will mostly come from the mech lab anyways
2: all right so obviously there's a lot of issue with what people are calling forced or filler nodes or what i like to call we don't want hill climb um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also, Duck is bringing up uh, picking what you want is a bad thing. It seems like you want to have less nodes with more powerful options to promote actual meaningful choice. So let's talk about what people are calling, uh, you know, forced well, or filler. L- l- let me mind. toss this out and here. And this is, yeah, that's you can totally address this, Phil. And this is part of that give and take. I agree. Most people just want no, no, you know, no.
0: Like I, I think there is valid criticism. Um, first right. BTS that went up. We had arm nodes, pitch, movement. Those aren't aren't in anymore. And I think there's something to be said, and, and Chris, you can chime in here of saying, uh, there may be nodes currently out there. That's hill climb. Someone doesn't want hill climb. Or and then of course we can get in the forced nodes or filler nodes if you will. Um to me though, as a player, I just feel like, you know, can we make some of those options beneficial in the tree to where they actually matter? But I feel like some of those things would have to be adjusted at the base level. So for like, for instance, hill climb may not really be pertinent right now. But if the base values for all mechs, you know, was to be lowered, then that you know, node now actually becomes a little bit more pertinent because you know you go to run up a little bit of a hill and either it slows you down dramatically or you can't get over it. But right now, in the, the essence, if it's just a stop gap between you and the node that you want. Players will just look at it and say, well, why am I being forced to take that, right?
1: Well, to kind of um, take a step back from that and just talk about uh, um, the general note costs themselves... We balance each of the individual trees more around uh, the high-value nodes instead of, uh, you know, what you guys are saying, uh, are the filler nodes and whatnot. So, if we were to say remove hill climb because it's not uh, providing any effect, it would probably be replaced with something else because uh, that individual tree has basically been balanced around, uh, you know, the cost it takes to get to those high-value nodes that you know is going to be kind of the main reason that you're coming to or invest in that tree. Um, but as to, uh, you know, them not doing anything and whatnot, um, yeah, I mean, we have uh, a lot of these uh, modules that are, you know, using uh, kind of uh, the old code for the modules and, uh, you know, for things like hill climb, speed retention, and various other things. Um, I am looking into alternatives and or improvements that we can uh, make to those nodes so they're a little bit more useful. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that's uh, ongoing at this point,
2: you know, like, okay. So as I brought up in our discussion earlier today, you know, this is a little bit of a frustration for me because what you just said, the, these, these, each branch of the tree is balanced or or at least, you know, designed to balance overall the whole big picture. Right. And of course I know skill tree is not about balance, but I'm saying balancing the skill tree and your points and where they can go and what you can get with them or whatever. And so, What I hear a lot happening out there is people, like you just said, if you took out hill climb because nobody wants it or whatever, you'd have to either increase the cost of the, the one that everybody's going for that, you know, they have to go through hill climb to get or you'd have to replace it with something else. Right. So what's frustrating for me and I may be, you know, it just may be me, is that people are essentially saying I want X skill for whatever percentage of my skill points that I have to put into it. Okay, and they and they don't want the filler or, or whatever uh, nodes in there. They just want the node that they want, and if it has to increase the co- cost of it because of what would have been filler, you know, fine. I don't understand that. If you're if you're if you're getting what the skill you want for X amount, um, one way or the other, the same percentage of your skill points. One way is just the skill for for ten percent of your skill points. The other way is the skill plus some filler for 10% of your skill points. Why does it matter? So that's been a f- frustration
0: for a, me. A good, a good example would be sensors, right? So radar deprivation mm-hmm. level one requires you to invest five SP to get to it, to level one, which from my standpoint, if you don't care about target info gathering, if you don't care about target retention and, and those nodes, then that's how you may have to look at it. Now, some people will say, well, why don't you just, and Chris, feel free to hop in here, this I'm just bringing up, and I've, by the way, guys, I've argued, me and Chris, behind the scenes have argued this, and I've argued my point, why don't you just make it so someone can select radar deprivation for 5 SP, because it's the exact same thing, but they don't get the the extra benefits of the the nodes behind, right? So, so the.
1: So the main reason we do that is because uh, again it kind of goes back into those battlefield roles that uh, we want to um, have these trees invest towards and uh, with uh, you know the radar depth and uh, the seismic sensor those uh, you know are currently occupied in uh, the sensor tree and we really want uh, you know the added benefits of everything that's uh, in that tree to really focus on that role and have the seismic sensor and uh, radar depth be essentially those big target nodes for the entirety of the tree. Now I know that uh, players will, pro- you know, pretty much want uh, you know, the one nodes that, that they want, but uh, You know, what you're basically saying where why don't you just keep uh, the cost at like, you know, an upfront five or have it off to the side or something like that. Well, the main response I would have to that is because we want it to be a reward for people who are making investments into the other nodes within the tree itself. So if uh, you have it off to the side and you keep uh, the actual um, total SP cost about the same, but you have it as kind of this offside branch uh, from all the other skills well then a player that may want to invest in sensors or they may want to invest in, you know, um, the target decay or the various other nodes that are in there are punished because if you have it off to the side, then it suddenly becomes more of an investment to both spec into that as well as uh, the sensors. And so we really want these high value nodes to essentially be rewards for specking into the tree itself. And, even though you know, a lot of people might rush and uh, pretty much uh, try to just um, target the individual nodes that they want, again, uh, we really want this uh, to essentially be that upfront cost to get those nodes that you want. And now, if you want to further spec into the tree, it's a reduced cost beca- for uh, maxing out on other skills because you've already made that in- initial investment to get the high-value nodes.
3: Okay. Can I jump in here real quick? Absolutely, Russ. Yeah, well, here's... I think i going to really simplify it and boil it down. I mean... What it, what, what it turns out to be, I think. I mean, it's a it's a min max mentality. Um, some players have a lot more of it than others, but it's always supposed to be about <clears throat> trade offs. I mean, people have been talking for a long time about wanting to do have increased time to kill and things like this, and also like when we've had conversations before, Phil. Like, there's a, a common sentiment is The triangle of mobility firepower and protection like that's an accepted notion of balance that a mech should have a specialty in one of those areas of the triangle or mediocre in all three or there's there's a number of ways that you can do that but you don't have good balance when you have a mech that has top protection top agility and top firepower and we've seen that with certain mechs that have had that and that's why they're they become very powerful so the notion of the skill tree i know that people ultimately say well i want i want everything i want to be top performing in firepower top performing in agility and top performing in protection and the trees i believe were designed and through some feedback from the player base too if the initial PTSs, is to be less min max to be less capable of creating that situation and more geared towards trade-offs. So if I go all the way to the bottom of the protection tree and get all the protection possible, I might not have enough points to go right to the bottom of the other two aspects of that power pyramid. And that's the goal. That's In fact, I am open for Chris and the other people who work on this to further explore that notion of taking that concept even further so that we can have the roles as chris is referring to like you have an atlas that is just literally a tank you know and then you have someone else who's gone the opposite way and it's going to feel different and i think there's a lot more opportunity here for things to feel a lot different on the battlefield when you see a particular chassis you don't just know for sure that he's got this exact build and this exact combination of modules and that's just the way you run one of those mechs, I think the tree is supposed to create a lot more trade-offs, a lot more of that kind of situation. So I just think there's a lot of players out there that are on board with that and they're excited about it, but there's a there's a, sec, a section of players that just aren't and will never be because that's not... I guess they don't value really that concept of um, trade-off type of mentality. You know, They want more of a, you know, just I, let me cherry pick exactly what i want and unfortunately we've seen that with the module system it just means that if you're not building your mech exactly like this and cherry picking these exact things then that's all anyone will ever do and it it's doesn't really become much of a skill tree so i wish we could even go further with that concept possibly of saying you know choose which which area you want to you want to specialize in but at any rate that's my thoughts on that
2: we did get into this debate earlier regarding uh, what version allows more freedom and customization, and you know, like uh, in the current system, do we offer? Are we seeing more variety in this proposed or the 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 skill tree that's releasing on the twenty first? Do we think we're going to see more variety with this? Let's debate that. Well, let's let's see what the the. People are saying, but real quick, just because this question has been brought up a bunch of times, and it's what we're talking about now, and maybe we can put it to rest. Uh, so people are saying, I don't have weapons in my arms, but I have to take, you know, things that
0: benefit my arms. Why? It, it's a global system, I think, right? I mean, it's, the tree affects all max equally, regardless. Right. So, um
2: I, mean, I do think that there's elements of OCD in this. Somebody said that that was an explanation. And and I, you know, I deal with OCD, you know that, Phil. Oh, well, here's um, the
0: thing. If you if you take a uh Centurion 98, you have no energy, right, hard points. Well, why would I go down? Well, see, that's the thing about the firepower tree though is it's basically saying, hey, you can go down the ballistic and the missile path, get some bonuses there, and there are some other little Bonuses you can get over on the left side of the hemisphere. But it's basically like saying, hey, you want that heat gen, it's basically worth two or three points for you. That's what it's basically saying. So you get that small percentage boost for that SP. So the real question here oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the real question here, I think is not risk versus reward, but trade-offs. Uh I asked uh I asked Bandit this earlier. Uh throw you under the bus, Bandit. Um I asked him this if radar depth is five initial sp to get the base level and then i don't know chris off the top of your head i don't know if you if you want the full radar depth in seismic the question i have is how powerful those modules are in the current live as you as a player and even a top tier player will you invest those points now someone may say I'll take it right now on live because it's a module. I don't have to make that choice, right? Or if I have the choice, I can take it. But the real question is, is can you as a player and or as a team compensate for the lack of having that seismic and the lack of not being able to you know, lose lock instantaneously? Will you be able to overcome it with just voice comms, coordination, and teamwork? And that's where I feel like that's a great trade-off. It's basically saying, is it worth it? And we know how powerful those modules are. So to me, that's what I would like to see in this skill tree. Is basically that. It's just basically you have to make choices, and there may be some you know global ones that you know go to possibly for some mechs, like a heavier assault, you may want to invest into the defensive tree, right? Just for the extra boost there. But to me, that's that's how I look at it: is should you be able to make those decisions and then which which trees maybe are valuable on some mechs and which trees are not so valuable on others. Like, if you don't have a bunch of weapon systems... I think we,
3: it's important to maybe mention to the community right now because like, I'm not sure they necessarily know this, but there are limitations on the number of different skill trees we can have because I think some, you brought up a Centurion doesn't have any energy and stuff, and some people wondered, like, why that's the case or why its trees look the way it does. I'm not sure that people know that it's really not technically feasible from a balance perspective or a work perspective or even probably a database perspective. Uh, it's just too unfathomable to essentially have a custom tree for every single variant in the game because you're looking at, I don't even know how many hundreds of different trees that would be. So right now we essentially have a clan tree and a and an inner sphere tree. And then I think, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, right or wrong here, but... You got the clan tree and the intersphere tree and then beyond that you're able to do some different values in the tree based on weight class and a few things but that's about it right like we can't get down to like um that's that's precisely what we have right we have clan is and then we have some different number values based on weight class is that true yeah for the most part yeah and then that's kind of it like otherwise we can't get down to like okay now let's make it you know per variant like per chassis you do literally have i don't even know that's where what are, we, what are be. we up to now like 500 plus yeah. so yeah so that's that's why you when you hit that particular there are going to be mechs that don't have certain hard points that they will be investing in particular nodes that they don't even have those kind of hard points to get to the stuff they want and uh, we've done the best job we can with that i believe and if there's probably still rooms for tweaks and perfections to that that we're still looking for but uh that's just kind of a limitation that we should probably just make sure everyone understands.
2: Now, why not uh, do a skill tree for the pilot instead of the the individual mechs? Um, Somebody's bringing up that that's not canon. It's pilots that get better. There's a lot of things, um, you know, that can, can be, or can't be canon. Number one, we wouldn't even be really customizing our mechs if we're going to stick, you know, to canon. It's, it's more, you get a, you get a variant and that's it. Um, And we all love our customization, right? So, it's a matter of this is a video game guys and, and we've brought this up plenty of times you know this isn't a novel or the tabletop it's a video game but i'm assuming chris the reason why we're not customizing the the pilot or having a pilot skill tree is because then it's the same for every mech that that person owns right
1: um i wouldn't know the answer to that uh, i i kind of uh, came onto the skill trees uh fairly late in the process uh, um you know i I know that uh, work was uh, done on it uh, pretty much uh, before um, I was with the company, so I wouldn't know exactly like what decisions uh, led to you know, um, having it uh, bound to the mechs as opposed to the pilots. Well,
0: I think in regards of that, that proposal, it's, it's sort of like going back to instead of you having a skill tree on the per mech basis, you just have one master one, which of course runs into issues, and that's a completely different... Well,
1: know. I mean, just you know, shooting from my own hip and not necessarily, you know, the company mm-hmm. line, because I just don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think I think that that would uh, not necessarily be better, uh-huh. you know, for just gameplay, considering that uh, most people would want to, to customize uh, for the mechs and their individual loadouts and not necessarily, you know, the actual pilot itself. Okay. So, uh, you know, the, the big thing to keep in mind is that, you know, um, the skills and everything have to essentially be balanced for um, you know, the current progression system in the game, so it would probably be different.
3: Yeah, I mean, I guess I could throw a few bits in there. I mean, it doesn't mean that someday we couldn't have some type of pilot tree, um, but I think people can quickly guess that. It's not very interesting for the most part or it's not very workable from a game perspective too i mean it, it, we're a free to play game and it has to have some type of economy and quite quite obviously you know it's it's mech warrior it's going to be built around mechs and it's going to be literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different variants is the only way that that this game kind of exists and has a bit of an economy so that it can exist as a product is because of all those hundreds of variants and making them the things that you buy and grind and and level and play and master and just you know uh, if it was just a pilot then it would vanilla everything out yeah and you wouldn't be able to have the differences so I think it doesn't mean we still couldn't have some kind of small pilot tree someday. Um, with generic skills that apply to whatever mech you're in, but I think it's critical that you've seen it from the beginning whether it's the three mech variant system to this, it's all about um, the characters of this game or
0: the mechs truly, not, not the pilot. So, uh, I have a question in regards uh, Chris, and this has been brought up, and I know internally we talked about it, um, node count, right? Uh, the amount of clicks, but also people you know, bring up the fact of small percentages, you don't really get a tangible you know uh, feedback you know what's the difference between 0.8 or 1.5 or whatever um in regards to no count in that can can you talk about you know is that necessarily a bad thing to reduce or you know what does that do necessarily to what we were just talking about which is rewards trade-offs or linear you know linear choices
1: well i mean like I said, we balance uh, the trees based on uh, the um, kind of high-performance nodes and how long or how many SP it takes uh, to pretty much uh, get those uh, nodes. And uh, the node count uh, currently right now like, uh, is specifically there uh, so we can still offer players these alternative routes on um, kind of acquiring those nodes. Like, If you look at uh, something uh, like uh, the weapons tree or the mobility tree, Because there's a lot more nodes, it's a lot more easy to uh, um, kind of get generally what you want, whereas in something uh, like uh, the, um, what is it, uh, the operations uh, tree, it's a lot more, well, you know, I'm I'm probably going to either take everything or nothing. Um, So I'm not necessarily opposed to to suggesting reducing the node count, but one of the knock-on effects of that is, uh, because again, we're not going to be providing linear trees uh, because that uh, you know compounds on balance issues. Um, but what that ends up uh, doing is it forces uh, a much more linear path to acquire the entire tree. And so while there is a large number of nodes currently, it's there not just to essentially make sure that um, it takes a bit of time to acquire, but also so that on those larger trees like the mobility tree and uh, the weapons tree, there are alternative paths to pretty much get to the nodes that you want, and you're not kind of forced into individual paths that uh, you would probably have to be forced into for balance reasons uh, in smaller trees.
3: Well, Here's another thing I'd like to mention is um, when we first were creating the trees, we kind of, I guess, obviously... Uh, we wanted the tree to represent everything, you know, in the game that had been represented in the past, you know, like if you look at all the weapon modules, all the other types of modules and infotech modules and all the other things that were represented in the old skill tree. And essentially there's a few, there's a handful of new ones, things that we like the jump jet thrust vector. we, We tried to come up with some more useful ones. And I think there's room for some other ones in the game, whether it's, uh, well, other ideas similar to that. But once you once you just basically list out everything that had already been in the game represented, whether it was the old skill tree or whether it was the weapon modules or the tech modules and consumables and everything, you know, you basically come up with this many nodes. And it we, it tried to, we felt it was important to try to represent, um, you know, everything that people had played or spent or got used to in the past to still be represented in the new system.
0: I had a point I was gonna make, and then now just totally like blaked. Uh, anyways, uh, also too, I, I think it's you know I, I think what's tough too is sometimes uh, the pill to swallow, uh, right? Is is it's tough because as a player, we've been how long have we had this system? I mean, since you know open beta. Um, yeah, it's a, it's extremely hard to accept change, right? You know, it, I think
3: and I think maybe with these, I don't know. Maybe maybe this community, this game is no different than any other, but it definitely seems. It changes hard.
0: And, you know, when you look at it from currently we get all these bonuses in the max eight basics uh, for elites and the mastery. I do want to bring up something that uh, concerned me as soon as I brought it up. And I know it's been brought up uh, many of you guys. We're going from 13 clicks, basically. Let's just say 13 plus the are you sure you want to unlock that? OK, uh, to 91 potentially and more. Uh, a lot of people have brought that up. Um I mean you do the math on that. Let's just say I have 300 max. You're going okay, from Okay. Can I know. say something about yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead, go. Ahead.
3: Um I get it, I understand it. I totally understand the concern, but I mean I think the only reason this is an issue is because we are talking about uh you know a game that people have been pl- been playing for 5 years and 5 years in we've completely revamped the skill tree system because the initial skill tree system was really we always viewed it almost as almost as a placeholder. Really, it was the last feature that really hadn't gone unchanged since closed beta. So that's really why we wanted to tackle it to kind of feel like we could, you know, we we you know uh, fixed. I don't know fixed, what's the right word is, but essentially replaced all those kind of more placeholder systems. It was kind of the last one nagging at us. <clears throat> so when you change something five years in, um, this is kind of what you get because if you could imagine. The game launches tomorrow brand new the game is brand new it, it, it ships for the first time ever tomorrow in 2017 people come in they log in they play some matches in the trial max they buy their first mac ever and as they play their matches every time they come out of the match they oh good i can unlock two more nodes and they do another match oh they unlock one more node everything's fine right the only reason this is is concern is because we're a five-year game and people are going to have the ability after their refunds to master uh, up to 150 plus mechs in some cases for some of these guys, then yeah, I totally get it. That's a lot of clicks, but otherwise you'd be looking to design some sort of like, you know, because if they buy a brand new mech again, it's not a concern either. Right. It's really just like, I have all these mechs. I got this huge SIBO refund. So I got this one time problem really, of unclicking all these things. So I'm not sure that you did necessarily, I'm not sure what we could do from a UI design perspective for that, it, just that initial
0: problem. Does
3: well, that make sense? Well, am I, I missing it?
0: Well, I think it's just more the fact of um, a, a simplified way somehow of reducing the amount of physical time it's going to take. Because even if even if you say on a per Mac basis, right, like I buy a new Mac and I'm well, going here, through, the, the, the problem so is, response. You're still going from 13 to 91 and of course you have a lot of people saying a click and drag uh obviously yep. uh you have but i'm just saying if we can find a way to make it less uh time consuming yeah, of course right yeah, yeah we just need the design phil sorry to cut you off there it's just like i get
3: it we're totally open not stuck on this like no this is the perfect way um, It's a good UI. I think we spent significant time on it. Um, we've made a lot of improvements even just in the last two to three weeks as we've been going through PTS, but it's not perfect yet. And um, I think we just need to, I guess, approve a a design that is well, technically feasible and, and we speaking. can, I don't think we can squeeze it in in time by patch, but I think we can, can we could put an improvement into the skill tree system um it's just as soon as possible well so, speaking
0: of the stuff that's already been improved phil do you have that image i, I do have an image i'm going to put up on screen so uh, this is in regards to firepower, um as far as being able to distinguish nodes uh from one hemisphere to the other we do have an update image i'm gonna go ahead and drop this on screen really quick just so everyone can see we can also drop that link in the chat uh for everyone and let me go ahead and get this up here for you guys before i say any further um Bam.
3: But I like to click and drag aspect. I mean, it sounds interesting. I would have to ask Peter and the guys to see how difficult or easy that would be to put in the system, but that
2: sounds interesting. Or, or so you just, just kind of draw a shape, yeah, and then yeah, yeah.
3: at the very end, you're buying all of them at
0: once. I get it.
2: I mean, or clicking on something that you want, and then it autofills, and then you can adjust, or something like that. Maybe but, yeah.
0: have an unlock all button at the very top as well. Just stuff to ease, right, uh, I think would go a long way. So... Uh, This is basically the firepower weapons. Um, You can see color coordination. We also have a different outline uh, for uh, owned, unlocked. Um, You can see that the blue uh, is for general, uh, purple for being the ballistic-centric, green for being missile, and of course yellow for being energy-based and laser duration primarily. Um, So this is what's coming down towards you guys i think this for me at least looking at this was you can immediately distinguish what sides what nodes are what nodes for what so you can easily distinguish okay i'm gonna go the ballistic path but i want to try to get as many of the general nodes as possible so i like this so
2: yeah and this is just part of ongoing upgrades and, and improvements and so forth that will uh, there'll be stuff that comes out with the patch that you guys haven't seen, and there'll be, I'm sure, stuff post-patch to just make it all better and easier. Uh, ongoing development. That is what MWO is.
0: Um. Yes, anything? Chris. Do you have anything to add, Chris? It's all your oh, fault? No, was, is that, was that was so put, what it I is? I put
1: you guys on Skype uh, for
0: something. Gotcha. One second. Let's check.
2: Right. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Paul did have another image that we could share as well. Um, that kind of showed the more uh, overall picture of the, the skill have, tree. I don't, to I, see don't think, distance. I don't think I have
0: that one. If you guys want to link me, and I can always uh, provide it. Um, so, of course, for me, the uh, again going back to just uh, node count. Um, like I got exactly what you guys got when you got on there. Was is there too many nodes? What does that do? If you reduce them um the amount of clicks uh the first thing i did when i first logged on to the pts was noticed how many clicks and then of course if you do the math um i don't think it would be as up in your face as you say uh russ if you're if you're just russ buying has, uh stepped away for a moment well i mean just in general if you if you buy a brand new mech and you're not unlocking all the nodes at once i don't think uh, you know that's that's big of a deal but in the in the grand scheme of things especially for the player base that's been around for a while as soon as you get a handful of mechs um how many, click that, how many clicks that turns into is uh, quite intense people are comparing it obviously
2: to a lot of uh, other games and see uh, world of warcraft has it right blah 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 and devil Cran just brought up a real good point which is which version of the world of warcraft tree are you talking about because there's been like five yeah that's how it works sometimes you, you continue to develop you continue well, to polish
1: the other thing to keep in mind about comparing it to rpg trees is that uh, you know for one we're not an rpg but uh, also, um, the various uh, trees that I've always uh, you know, gotten uh, reference uh, from whenever I hear the critique come up is usually focused on only a single classes tree, whereas in you know, our trees, we're really focusing on almost all aspects. So if you were to essentially compare it to those RPGs, it wouldn't just be about looking at the tree for a single class, but pretty much all the class trees combined into one and trying to make sure it works
0: okay so i also want to point out like uh, i'm i'm just gonna be honest with you guys like i feel like the biggest confrontation the biggest points have actually nothing to do with gameplay per se go on a limb and and for those that i participated on the pts with on second pts and then even the the patch on friday after the uh dxl issue was is fixed I I actually heard just positive things. Uh, I had multiple guys of you out in the chat that I know. We formed groups. We formed private lobbies. We were just going to town. Whether or not you you went down one tree or another skill tree, regardless. But as far as the actual gameplay perspective, what it did, and all that, for the most part, I heard nothing but good. Um, So I feel like the most confrontational thing is the the layout if you will the gating uh, of certain nodes and then of course the economy i feel like that's another thing that uh yeah and russ does
2: want to address that uh he wants to talk about the economy while he's doing that phil i did drop the image in dropbox uh so that you can put that up um yeah but uh russ what do you want to share with us in regards to the economy i know it's an ongoing discussion and a lot of people tweeting you about it
3: yeah it's been a busy day on that um you know, we're doing our best to try and get it right. I think there's some aspects that you know we we feel strongly about, and um, as you know, we only have a like an initial one-time C-bill cost per node now, which I think was well received. There's you know, loss that would like to cut C-bills out of it entirely, but I don't see it as a possibility for a few reasons. Um, one, I, I think it makes sense to have it there. It's like World of Tanks, or a lot of games have a port, an XP portion and a soft currency portion, and you only have to buy it, pay it once. But also, if you're thinking about the, um, you know, the modules aspect, I mean, there's people bought in a lot of cases. People bought hundreds of millions of dollars worth of modules, and those are all being refunded 100%. And that those module C bills represented essentially skill tree points per se. That's really what they represented back then. They're, so it's that those C bills are going to be applied again into skill tree, into skill points, into you know skill point functionality. So I think it's important to have it. We have to have at least a one-time C bill cost, and that's exactly what people would spend those. Otherwise, you know, we'd be giving them essentially the this, this skill tree for free plus hundreds of millions of dollars of C bills worth of. Uh, that they don't don't even have to go into the skill points or skill tree systems or into the same functionality they used to. Those c bills were tied up into. So um, I guess uh, I, I I we need to have a cost there. We're gonna have a cost there. The last number that people had heard was sixty thousand c bills, and I'm gonna talk about that for a minute. I think there's some there was some misconceptions there, and I think it's easy to have a misconception there because it's not like all the players can sit there and query the database and find out all the same stuff that we can find out. And it's really difficult for some of these guys, the whales and stuff to go in there and count up their hundreds of modules and the costs and try to truly figure out, you know, how it's going to work out for them. And they were concerned. Um, Like the one, the whale guy who put the video out today, and I'll try to keep this very general speak because even though he made himself public through the video, in a sense, you know, his details and information is still private, but I'll use him as kind of a general example of someone who's concerned, who's been a very good customer, and is worried like, you know, I've spent all this time and money mastering these mechs and now I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to, you know, do it all over again or spend tons of time and I'm just not gonna do it. I understand that I understand that feeling too. Um but uh a few things to get out of the way. I mean a lot we have to keep in mind, of course, also that uh, new skill tree does not equal old skill tree. It's There's a lot more in the new skill tree. So to say, first off, that you know old master exactly equals new master just isn't true. Um, there's a lot more power and functionality in the newer tree. Even having said that, I think the misinformation is that this particular person, I'll use him as an example, um, had a lot of mechs, over 300, and had over like let's say around 120 of them mastered um and only a couple elite actually less than less than half a dozen so pretty much just you know like 120 plus mastered mechs out of 300 and some and we did the we did decide a few days ago actually on a reduction in the cost based on some other research we were doing on the average c-bill earnings per match with like new uh, players like non-premium players stuff like that and we'd actually lowered the cost from 60000 down to 45000 And so all of our latest math was done in the $45,000 C-bill range. And for the record, you know, brand new players with non-premium stuff are averaging twice that. This is only about half their C-bill earnings. And then, of course, you're up into the $120,000, for people with premium and even upwards of averaging over 200000 for like your Tier 1 players and stuff. So... You'd be looking at up to three, four nodes per match, maybe even five nodes per match with various certain players. But at any rate, back to the 45,000 number, we were calculating off of that. And this particular person, after they get their C bill refund, which was huge like, uh, uh, I can't even remember now, it's over 500 million, I think, in, in C bill refund because of all the modules they had. Um, after you apply 45,000 per node, to all the 120 mastered mechs times 91 nodes times the 120 mechs, the total cost of C bills he'd spend would mean that he could master those 120 mechs again and have an additional enough C bills left over to master an additional 20 mechs. Much more than the four elited ones he had. That at equals like maybe two to three of the mastered mechs. So he's going to have a good 18 mechs worth of C-bills left. He could master 18 mechs he didn't even have mastered before or spend them on, spend those C-bills anyway he wants, brand new chassis or whatever. So in that particular case, it really, I think it was a situation where there was an assumed problem that grew into something that really there wasn't a problem there at all. That individual is going to be very happy on the day of the refund. Now that's a good example. I wanted to share with you and there's a few others like a friend of the show here and of uh, the company and the shotcasters like bandit um he has a heck of a lot of a mechs i've looked into his situation um i'd like to talk to him i'll you guys can let him know because you know him really well and you talk to him all the time uh he yeah he's gonna be pretty he's an example of someone is a lot of mechs and a lot of mastered mechs a lot of eliteed mechs it looks like he's gonna equal pretty much be a wash for him it's pretty much bang on it's real close so he'll he'll be fine I'm looking at other situations, and here's where the challenging thing comes. So there, there are some people, of course, that have a lot of mechs and a lot of mastered mechs, um, but they're cheapskates. <laughs> I mean, no other way to put it. They don't, have many, they don't have many modules. I'm teasing, but they don't have very many modules. And so uh, there's, there's not that many of those people, but they're kind of edge
0: cases. Um, and they're... I'm definitely one of them. No. No, <laughs> I I have no, I yeah. haven't bought a whole lot of modules at all. I, You're I one modeled, model swappers. I am the yeah, so, module swapper, yeah, The problem
3: here is that if I lower the amount to account for those people to like it'd probably have to drop down to like 15,000 C bills per note or something like that. And you know, I'd think about it, and that would take care of pretty much those worst case situations. And there's only there's not very many of them, though the problem. There's a few of those kind of guys, like not that many in that kind of spot. And then the other situation, obviously, it's a bonus for other people. They wouldn't mind this. But then you've got other people that would be getting like literally hundreds of millions of excess C-bills. Now, as, as awesome as that sounds, I think you guys all want the game to continue to have a viable economy so that we can continue to you know, run this game. So we we have to be responsible about that thinking, too. We can't just be like, oh, sounds great. I'll take all the C-bills. Um, otherwise, I'd consider it for sure. I'm, oh. I'm just... I have to be careful there. So I'll finish up here, Phil. So basically, I'm, I, think, I think it's going to come down from 45. We're continuing to do our research. I think already at 45, we've taken care of all those guys that were the big whale situations are really concerned. It's looking good for them. I've still got a few concerns that I'm looking into for those other, you know, really module swapper guys. I think it's going to come down from 45. I don't know what yet. I don't know by how much. So I'm sorry you're going to be in the dark a little bit, but I hope that that much information makes, should make a lot of you already feel a lot better and a lot more comfortable about the costing. I guess you could consider 45,000 per note, the cost at the moment with a, I guess a greater chance than not that it is going to come down. Um, again, I just don't know by how much.
0: So just to clarify, uh, you're you're catching a lot of shit for using the, the word cheapskate, uh, and I'm I'm gonna be just honest here with everyone out there. Yeah, it's a tease. I, I think you guys, joke, yeah, you guys, it it's a, a joke. joke. <laughs> Anyways, and then all on top of that, I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, the module system is supposed to be end end game, but unfortunately, uh, in the the long sort of process. Uh, the whole idea of like module swapping um, the save times dramatically helped this as well I'm guilty as shit of it. I mean I think I own maybe well I should say this I have put all modules on all my cicadas because that's how I roll but for the most part I just swap out one radar depth to the next mech and save because it's so quick so that's what we're talking about um, so if you're gonna take it too seriously that come on guys um, but it's in regards to a mech fully moduled out was supposed to be around what eighteen million, right? That was supposed to be the intent of, of, of C bills being invested in a mech outside of just that. And well, that's not the case anymore. And I, I feel like that's where Russ, a lot of people the kickback is, is right now they're having to invest in at least five million or some odd C bills per mech. And you know that yeah, initial I number get
3: back to the that initial point I made is like why there has to be at least some kind of CBO cost here because essentially when people bought those modules they were they were basically buying at the time like skill points in a way like and they they have all those modules you know to apply to the skill points so and I was just teasing with the term like cheapskates or whatever but it's just like I just mean that there are players, and I think you know people were rightfully saying, you know, how are you going to take care of these these guys, like these big spenders, these whales, these guys that have really supported us, and and that's why I've been making sure that we're really looking into their case and and taking a look at the data and making sure we're taking care of them. But you know, same, <clears throat> sorry, I uh, think I like call the button. The same thing applies to um, the people that have spent a lot of money though on modules because they're essentially it's like they bought a lot of skill points and. They're getting refunded for all that. So it's not exactly fair of me either to lower the price per node to the point where I'm taking care of the guys who spent very little on, you know, they're getting uh, just as much of a, I guess, a reward as, as the people that spent a lot. Uh, so I think it is kind of finding a point where the vast majority of people are taken care of in a way that I described a minute ago. Um there might be some some outliers in the guys that were just extremely efficient that's a better word for you very very efficient at swapping out modules um it's going to be harder to to make those guys um you know perfectly whole because you know that's not the way that they play they play uh the, with very very efficiently in swapping out those modules
0: and you know I just saw a comment in chat that basically said that was why are you punishing people if that's how the system the system allows you to swap. Now with this new system, I'm going to be short, you know, x amount of millions of C bills to be able to, you know, master their Mac or whatever. So, I, I... yeah, I think the point to
2: take from this is that it's still being looked at, it's still being uh, discussed, and and decisions are being made. And I'm getting a lot of uh, private pokes from people laying out to their specific situation. I'm getting this many C bills back. I'm going to be short this many or whatever. Um, you know, Russ is making a good point. We've got. To balance it, you know and and there's there's basically i think phil and i are a great yin and yang um as far as like free-to-play games phil is you know a (laughs) quote-unquote (laughs) cheapskate every every game we've ever played together in the nine years that we've been playing he will pinch every penny and and not spend a dime and i'm and i throw money at games and and we're very different as far as that goes but um i the point i'm making is that you know it's not we're not just looking at any one uh section of the, the the player base or or trying to leave anybody out or fuck anybody over or anything like that everything is yeah, being to discussed to be
3: clear when i use the when I, even when i jokingly used the term cheesecake, i wasn't even thinking about that as like real money real money you're talking about yeah c bills. i mean it, yeah. to me you know modules are c bills it's it's right. about playing time and you know people kind of more pinching their pennies and watching their c bills not yes yes not their real cash Because we got plenty of guys out there that have loads of C-bills. And And they're just sitting on them. It came from playing the game. It didn't come from spending money on the
2: game. Exactly. Um, All right. So we hit economy. We hit the uh, skill tree balance and all that i mean we can i guess field some questions if there's you know things that people well, still want to can, bring
0: up can i toss this out here okay obviously a very sensitive topic when it comes to economy, skill tree people feel it should be this way or hey why am i not getting back this um obviously ross you're receptive you're you guys are making changes to the economy we'll have to hear out and see more but i just want to make clear too for those uh chris you this is your job. This is what you're doing. So he's you're going to be monitoring all this. It's not like it's just going to go live on the, the, the March patch and then you're never going to touch it again.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, we're going to be keeping a close eye on it. Uh, we'll make changes uh, where we need to. Um, that goes uh, for the skill tree, uh, mechworks, uh, engine desync, pretty much everything that we're putting in.
0: Uh, someone says, real problem here is the respect cost, putting a C-bill tax... Uh, You only pay for a node once. Uh, Yeah, there's no C-bill cost in a respecking.
3: All you do, when you say, I don't want this node anymore, and you take it off, you pay nothing. That was a change we made. And if you want to get it again, after you've already had it once, you pay zero C-bills, and you only pay half the XP. It's like 400 or something. It's pretty low.
0: (laughs) Merc, we'll hold you
3: to that. Well, you do that.
0: Because like, yep, um,
3: it. that, that's already official on the last PTS. I mean, honestly, we're only discussing one last thing from the economy point from what I, what I feel yeah. like. And that's um, just the initial C bill cost per note. And obviously there's opinions that the range should range from zero to people that are fine with what we've got. So I've uh, right now we're at 45. Um, I think it can come down a little bit, but I don't think it can come down. I don't know yet. I guess that's, I'll leave it at that for now. Um, but We've got to try our very best to make that cost, that initial C-bill cost, essentially equal the modules. Because that's really what we're doing. We're saying, hey, you bought all these modules because essentially they were skill points. We want you to be able to trade those in for skill points. And the problem is it's not an exact science because we have players that play the game very, very different from each other. Some that have literally 500 million C-bills worth of modules and mastered a ton of mechs. And then you've got guys that have still mastered a ton of mechs. But um, don't have very many modules. So that's where the challenge comes. That's the only difficulty really in, in coming up with that number. right? Is that situation.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of repeat questions um, you know, from earlier in the, the podcast. So uh, be sure to check this out when it goes live. Um, but uh, if Chris and Phil, you guys want to keep well, an eye on
0: it, chat it, and see and if there's anything. Because I feel like uh, this is something that was brought up too uh, let's let's just say you have an idea, if you, you have an opinion on how something should be I think Solomon did the exact thing you should do he posted up, hey this is what I feel, this is what I would do, or this is what I think uh, and he did it in a respectful manner and we saw it, we have passed it on, they've seen it we've talked about it internally and stuff like that so it's one of those things where There is a way to go about with uh, even criticism. Um, And so if you, you know, you don't necessarily agree, you may not agree with what Russ just said at all. That's fine. Um, But do so if you're going to make a post, do so and we'll read it. But it has to be, I'll tell you, me personally, if it's just like, fuck you, you don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to be like, I'm just, you know, there's. Yeah, absolutely.
2: There's, there's a method and a channel to bring information forward. And I've been dealing with this for a long time with people regarding faction play and, uh, you know, the competitive scene and and various other things. People do get hurt. And, and, you know, I see comments like, um, oh, they obviously didn't uh, look closely at Salama's thing because they're not implementing it or whatever. Understand what you're saying. I mean, guys, PGI is the game developer, right? So, get your ideas out there we absolutely do look at them we you know when people present things in the right way that's not like oh this all sucks fuck you in in twitch chat that's not going to get addressed
0: um it will get looked at it will be discussed and, and just because you just things can happen just because you posted something doesn't also mean it's going right to go in or, and it yeah. doesn't like <laughs> uh duck Freight just said uh, yeah you listen you read solomon's thing but you're not addressing any of it chris just said why Salma's. Doesn't addressing align. it, but you're not liking right. the, the, the so answer but y- you may not like the answer but at least you can you know
2: so and we looked at it we looked over it for hours we sat and chat and discussed it with him for at least an hour hour and a half something like that we did so just because you know it's one of my sayings that so many of you probably dislike you don't know what you don't know and and so i understand the passion we all have the passion um, and, and care about the, the franchise and, and the IP just as much as everybody else. And uh, there's just a lot that goes into every decision. And it's being discussed inside and out every single day, every single week, every single month. Um, and people's you opinions. You didn't I read it properly.
0: Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, Like I said, it's it's a tough yeah. thing. If you don't agree with me, then you're wrong. It's like it's like uh, telling uh, you guys in chat to come up with a general consensus of what, and uh, yeah, it's never gonna happen because everyone has different opinions. But uh, and just yeah.
2: because somebody takes
0: however many hours to propose something, because
2: poor decisions tv you're saying I have ideas uh, all the time doesn't mean what I'm parts right. <laughs> are being rolled into the skill tree well just because salama took time to make it means that it should be rolled into the skill tree i have ideas too that aren't in the game phil has ideas that aren't in the game you know it's we don't always get what we want but you're wrong and, and, and that's just that's just life but there's no you know there's no the the the, the business plan at pgi isn't let's make a something horrible for the game and and tank it of course right it's we want to make the game as great as possible for everybody out there and and to enjoy and um so again it's you know these are human beings that care about their jobs that care about the game and i think people need to be a little bit more aware of that instead of just you know some of the comments and of course
0: this was a big you know topic to sort of undertake but i think i hope i hope anyone who's listening to this also understands that that's why we wanted chris on here uh and to have them talk and whether or not you agree with their approach their goals how they're going about it at least you know now where they are where they're sitting why they're doing something and again whether or not you agree you can at least understand and you can go from there so we just wanted to get that out to you guys well poor decisions i'll i'll I'll
2: retort (laughs) you know i every single topic we've ever discussed since we've been doing this podcast for five years half of the community argues one way and half the community argues the other way. So I know that you and your friends or anybody can say, I talked to 20 people and they all agree, but there's so many, this is such a passionate community. It's one of the things I love about it. One of the things that drives me crazy. Um, It is, you know, there's a ton of love. I've been playing this fricking game for 33 years, 34 now maybe. And uh, I have that same drive and that same passion. So I understand it. I'm not mad at people for, you know, having passion for the for the game. But you just got to take a deep breath and and realize that there's human beings involved here and that there's things that you don't understand or don't know. Not That doesn't mean you're a moron or calling you an idiot. It means that there's things that you don't understand or don't know that's going on. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. But we do pay attention to the feedback. We love the feedback. And we, you know, talk to people within the community that are directly related to the things that we're talking about. So, you know we do the best that we can and the more involved that you guys are in a positive way rather than you know saying stuff that gets you banned out of twitch chat or whatever the more those your your feedback can be looked at and hopefully if if it works out implemented but anyway i'm you know it's this is <laughs> this is a, a passion for all of us and and like i said it can be uh, great and difficult sometimes but anyway I think that kind of wraps it up. doesn't mean we're not going to have another one. We won't talk about this again uh, potentially next week or whatever. Um, but I want to say a big, huge thank you to Chris. And uh, welcome to the bus, Chris. Um, <laughs> try and stay That's on good. the inside. On the treadmill, uh, you know, I guess that. You yeah. <laughs> Do you have marks on your skin? And uh, Russ, thank you for taking the time as well. You weren't uh, planning on being here, but we appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks. I just If I could just say finalize this one thing i just absolutely just the one thing i want to drive home to make sure because i know there's there's some people out there that are still saying and just looking at the forums recently uh someone had already posted that we'd come down to forty five thousand c bills and it might come down a little lower and the first response is like zero c bills or you know gtfo you know take as much xp as you want but hands off the c bills um i can't refund like tens of billions of dollars of C-bills into the economy from the modules without putting a C-bill cost on the skill tree. It's impossible for the game to function and work. I have to drive that home. There has to be an initial C-bill cost. So it's about helping me find the exact number to kind of equate those modules. It's either that or we don't refund. I don't think that's – and then going to accept that either. We can't not refund all the modules C-bills, right? That would be an even worse outcry. So I've got to refund those Module C bills. It's got to come out of the initial one-time cost in the skill tree. So work with me on that. That has to be the case. I think you can understand why when you think about the overall economy of the game, if we want the economy just to work and just the game to function, it has to be that way. So we're at 45000 may come down a bit more. I'm just trying to find the sweet spot. Okay? Thank you. Cool.
0: Forward to right. uh, hearing, and of course, just want to say thank you to all of you guys out here. Hey, if you're new to the channel, this is what we do. We also stream mech porn every single day, so make sure to click that follow button above. If you're listening on uh, via SoundCloud or YouTube, just want to say thank you guys for so much for your support and you guys hanging out here. And of course, if you are new, make sure to check out all the links down below, which of course, uh, make sure to check us out NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. of course, uh, twitch at twitch.tv forward slash ng youtube
2: at no guts no galaxy tv twitter at no guts no galaxy facebook at no guts, no galaxy podcast soundcloud at no guts no galaxy and for all the latest and greatest mech porn t-shirts be sure to check out no galaxy no guts no galaxy store.com Are you, all right you got me phil um
0: <laughs> and of course i just want to say a quick right shout here. out to all of our new followers and subscribers we uh just just want to say you guys inundated uh me yesterday during my stream thank you guys so much uh you guys are amazing all of our new viewers all that fun stuff so thank you guys uh and of course we will say thank you guys for being we here are, ha- have a great weekend and don't forget we are sponsored by <gasps> nick's jerky
2: Nixjerky.com. it's n-i-k-s com. be sure to check it out uh phil i think i'm getting what am i getting i'm getting um original and and some I'm, more I'm getting, brown sugar
0: <laughs> i'm getting cracked pepper garlic again and chipotle lime because it's delicious so, it is yummy
2: uh phil and i both love nick's jerky so if you uh have any uh liking to beef jerky at all check it out nick's jerky
0: n-i-k-s com. all right guys that's going to be it for this podcast just want to say thank you again to chris and russ darren mama bear oh yeah by the way uh nice uh nice hat yeah
2: russ are you still here
0: no he's not he's gone is he gone Well,
2: the reason why I I wore this hat today, uh, it is my pleasure to, I guess, fully announce uh, Metcon Metcon 2017 is happening. Uh, No details, nothing I can share right now, but I'm super stoked about that because I had such a good time at Metcon 2016. Hopefully see a bunch
0: of you at Metcon 2017. Did you just drop that at the end of the podcast and then just drop the mic and walk away? I totally
2: forgot. Yeah, right. I totally forgot I was wearing the hat. But anyway, I'm super excited about that. But uh, please, people, keep up the conversation that we've been having. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time.
0: This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. Until next time, MechWarriors.